Hey there, I'm Mark Sweeney, and this is episode 17 of Reboot Review, a podcast devoted to indexing the adventures of DC Comics' Legion of Superheroes, specifically those of what can be considered the second iteration of the team of Super Future Teens, who starred in comics published between 1994 and 2004. Tales of the Legion for much of this time wove through two monthly titles, Legion of Superheroes and Legionnaires, so in most episodes of Reboot Review I'll be recapping an issue of each title, and along the way providing a little commentary and occasionally some context placing the characters and some situations in the large and sometimes confusing tapestry that is Legion history. In this episode, I'll be covering Legion of Superheroes number 74 and Legionnaires number 31, both cover dated November 1995. These issues happen to be parts two and three of a three-part crossover called Future Tense. Crossover with Superboy, the series starring the teenaged hero introduced as a clone of Superman during the Reign of the Superman storyline from a couple years previous. The action in Legion of Superheroes number 74 picks right up where Superboy number 21 left off, with Superboy shanghai in the time stream with a group of Legionnaires. This chapter of Future Tense is called Prisoner of the Superheroes and is by the creative team of writers Tom Pyre and Tom McCraw, artists Lee Motor and Ron Boyd. It's lettered by Pat Rousseau and edited by Mike McAvinney and Casey Carlson. Covers by Alan Davis and Mark Farmer and shows a uh, disgruntled Superboy along with Chameleon, Triad, Cosmic Boy, Saturn Girl, and Brainiac 5 floating through the very familiar rainbow-hued space field that tells us they're somewhere in the time stream. So the story opens in the time stream that the group from the cover is tumbling through. Chameleon comes very close to getting sucked into some random opening, but Superboy, a good enough guy, tells him to go limp, I'll grab you. You know, you always read that in, in comics, go limp. Uh, I'm really not sure the significance of that phrase. I've never been myself in a situation where I'm falling from a great height. But uh, if I ever am, I hope I remember to go limp. Anyway, just then, uh, flash, Superboy and Legion appear in Brainiac's lab on the time platform, apparently only seconds after the Legionnaires left their headquarters in the 30th century. This confuses team member Leviathan, who was left behind, as does the whereabouts of XS, a team member who apparently didn't make the trip. XS uh, ended up being separated from the team on their journey back to the 20th century, and she was sharing an adventure with her cousin Impulse, and uh, she has yet to make it back home as of this issue. Uh, we'll see her next time and uh, find out how she makes it back to her home time. Leviathan asks if their visitor is Superman as a boy, to which Brainiac, who's developing this amusingly antagonistic relationship with Superboy, replies, Hardly. Superboy panics a bit, realizing he's a thousand years from home, but uh, Brainy plays the guilt card, reminding him that he's the one who trapped Valor in the stasis zone. Uh, 
is what this crossover is about, freeing the uh, lead-poisoned hero of Valor, who's been trapped in the stasis zone for a thousand years. Uh, Superboy put him in the stasis zone for his own good, because it would halt the effects of the lead poisoning, but uh, they're now here to see about releasing him, and they need Superboy's, the Legion needs Superboy's help with this. To ease the tension between S-Boy and Brainiac, Cosmic Boy orders Chameleon and Triad to show Connell around a bit while preparations are made. And Triad's conflicted a bit. She splits into her three selves, conservative Triad Orange and Triad Neutral, we'll say. Don't want to miss a moment of Valor's rescue. People of her home planet Karg are especially devoted to the legend of Valor. And Triad Purple finds herself attracted to Superboy, and when her two sisters accuse her of harboring feelings of lust, Superboy picks right up on it. The solution to this problem, though, is simple as Triad, being who she is, can be in two places at once, three places if she wanted to be. So her two more conservative aspects can hang out and wait for Valor, while Purple can take Superboy on a tour of the headquarters. Now, I think I've mentioned this in previous episodes, but uh, Triad is an exceptional Cargite. Each person on that planet can split into three aspects, but none have the variety of personality that uh, Luornu has been able to develop. And she's been one of the standout characters, I'd say, so far in this in this reboot. Uh, one of the things I really dig about it is this sort of variety of personality, sort of team-wide, as opposed to maybe past versions of the Legion. Uh, characters are allowed to stand out, I think, a little bit more in this era. And uh, that is seen sort of in microcosm in, in one character, Triad. This little disagreement between a, a single being, at least a Cosmic Boy, signals what a chaotic disaster would occur if word leaked out that Valor were on the verge of return. Uh, so he orders until further notice that this mission is to be top secret. Superboy, Cam, and Triad's tour of Legion HQ begins with a, an introduction to Violet, who's on monitor duty, where she has a couple of active communication panels going. Shy Vi shrinks to nothing at the sight of Superboy, and when he asks if she'll go mental like everyone else when they rescue Valor, this is overheard by and catches the attention of a being on the monitor board. Now, this being is from a species I don't know the name of. Uh, we'll just call it Eyestalk Guy. He's purple. He's got no head to speak of, just a long neck, at the end of which is one big eye. Uh, this character, or at least this species of alien, was a very common background character in Legion comics, especially in the early to mid-80s during the Paul Levitz Keith Giffen era, anyway. Uh, he seems to be very interested, this character, in what what he's just overheard. And even though Triad immediately remonstrates Superboy for his loose lips, it's too late. He, it, the eye stock guy, 
contacts someone from a news info service feed and sells his tip for 5,000 credits. Meanwhile, in the lab, a frustrated Brainy is having a tough time duplicating the parts needed to reconstruct the stasis zone portal. He suddenly thinks of the planet Core and their extensive technological archive. Cosmic Boy assembles a team to visit the archive and ask for the ask for the part. So Invisible Kid, Leviathan, Violet, Cam, Triad, and Superboy head out in a Legion cruiser, and as we see them depart, we also see on a Metropolis skyscraper a little news ticker which reads, Report Valor Alive, Legion to Rescue Him. So, uh-oh, Superboy in his big mouth. The team picks up a hitchhiker before they get too far. It's Ultra Boy wanting to lend a hand with, uh, you know, the whole Valor thing that's all over the news. Um, so yeah, Ultra Boy breaking, breaking the news that it's news makes Superboy feel like crap because uh, he knows he's the one that spilled the beans. United Planets President Chu isn't happy that the Legion's been keeping this whole thing a secret, and she lets Cosmic Boy know. We see the news reach the planet Winneth, where former Legionnaire Livewire is convalescing at home with his family after losing his arm in a battle with his deranged brother. And uh, Sister Spark is there too, I guess on leave after her involvement in that same sibling rivalry. Isla is asked if she plans to help her friends with the rescue of Valor, uh, with the whole situation, but she sort of unconvincingly declines, saying her place is here now with her family. She looks pretty depressed in a panel portrait in which uh, Lee Motor and Ron Boyd's art reminds me a lot of a lot of Stuart Immonen's, and even though Motor kind of brings his own thing to this title, his own style. Uh, this sort of one panel reinforces my opinion that he's he's a pretty great successor to Imminent on this, on this series. So the away team makes it to the planet core and uh, its unnamed institute, which I think I'll just call the Institute of Ancient Technology, uh, they get there only to find that the part they need has recently been stolen. The staff at the Institute, they know the culprit, but uh, strangely they won't pursue the matter as this thief has an unparalleled collection which the Institute is hoping is willed to them. They don't want to rock the boat. The Institute's rep who the Legion speaks to even knows where to find this collector slash thief. And... Uh, that's where the Legion heads next, to this large building. Uh, Vi shrinks down and manages to open a huge door to this storage facility where they find themselves, like a Fortress of Solitude-sized door. And what they find inside is a treasure trove of, to them, ancient DC Comics Easter eggs. Lots of stuff I recognize. There's, there's a few I don't. I'll be putting up uh, an image of the place on, on my blog, I'm the gun.blogspot.com, so you can have a look. We've got uh, Blue Beetle's Bug, Brainiac's, Brainiac 1, Brainiac
Brainiac ship, a uh, Batmobile, a giant penny from the Batcave, a Kryptonian battle suit, and other things will pop up throughout the issue. Superboy even finds his own jacket and his wallet in one of the pockets. Uh, before before he can crack it open, they're interrupted by the owner of this collection, a dude named the Scavenger. Now, I'm not familiar with this character, but Superboy is. They apparently have some history, and Superboy is shocked that this guy is still around a, a thousand years after they last met. Well, Scavenger does not take kindly to this intrusion, and lets them know with a blast from Blue Devil's Trident. Superboy explains that this guy is a paranoid nut job and that they really have zero chance of ever convincing him to give them the part that they need, so Invisible Kid's advice is just to find it as fast as they can and get out of there. Not so easy, though. Scavenger uses the trident, Mr. Miracle's flying discs, and I guess Captain Cold's cold gun to fend off the Legionnaires for a time, but eventually Superboy manages to smash the trident and and then the scavenger right through a glass case out of which bounces a giant green eye that I'm sure we'll never see again. Scavenger reaches for his nearest weapon, there's a lot to choose from, and he comes up with a rock. This rock doesn't impress Superboy much, but that stone is probably one of the most powerful weapons in the DC Universe. It's the Philosopher's Stone, used by the Flash villain Dr. Alchemy. The stone can transmute materials or create any substance from scratch. Scavenger promptly coats Superboy in inertron, the strongest metal in the 30th century. Traps Cam in crystal, Vi in a cloud of ammonia. Turns Triad into wood and gold and traps her third body and leviathan in a pit of tar. Kind of a tough spot the team finds himself in on the last page, which says, continued in Legionnaires number 31, which I'll be talking about directly. Uh, but something else of note on the last page, it says uh, that in the next issue of Legion of Superheroes, we'll learn the fate of excess, and also that the Legion confronts Underworld Unleashed. Underworld Unleashed was uh, DC's big annual event back in 1995, and we're talking a bit more about that in the next episode. All right, the uh, final chapter of the future tense crossover in Legionnaires 31 is called 1,000 Years of Solitude. It's by the writing team of Pyre and McCraw, the art-slash-cover art team of Jeffrey Moy and W.C. Karani. And everybody else is the same, lettered by Pat Brousseau, edited by Machiavellian Carlson. Uh, though there is a special thanks, thank you to Mark Wade and Carl Kiesel. The story opens with an image of Valor trapped in the stasis zone, witnessed by Cosmic Boy, R.J. Brand, and President Chu. People can still see Valor during certain electrical surges, and there's a sort of projector ring set up in Legion headquarters where the, th where the trio is witnessing this 
poor guy's torment. President Chu has some misgivings about the whole matter, which she sees as a religious issue. So in a way, she tells Cosmopoy she's glad she hasn't been consulted, as there's really nothing official that the United Planets could do. R.J. Brand, much more pragmatic, sees the problem in a different light, with his little catchphrase, By damn! says, uh, we have to free the poor lad. Well, freeing the poor lad hinges on the success that a Legion Away team is having on the planet Core, and uh, we left them in various states of elemental being at the hands of the Scavenger. And despite this dire situation, the team was left in a pretty decent cliffhanger. Uh, it ends up being a pretty quick fix. Chameleon shape shifts into a giant pink monster that kind of makes me think of Stanley and his. And uh, he's able to bust out of the crystal shell pretty, pretty easily. He knocks the Philosopher's Stone out of Scavenger's hand and it bounces right into the open arms of Triad, who's sinking, the aspect of her that's sinking in a tar pit. She quickly gets the hang of the stone's use and... One by one, she frees her teammates and Superboy. Chameleon claws at Scavenger, and we get a glimpse of perhaps why he's managed to live for a thousand years. He's replaced many of his body parts with cybernetic ones. It's given him a, a long life and made him a, a good deal tougher. He makes another desperate grab for a weapon, this time Ray Palmer's size change belt. And he shrinks down between molecules, thinking that he's free to plot his revenge against Superboy and the Legion, but he doesn't count on Violet being able to follow him into the subatomic world and giving him a big boot to the face. So with Scavenger on ice, it doesn't take long for Ultra Boy to use his Penetravision to scope out the part that they need, and as it was stolen goods in the first place, the Legion has no qualms about stealing it right back and using it for their own purposes. When the team returns, they find a mob outside Legion HQ awaiting the return of Valor, all due to, of course, Superboy's loose lips. Superboy feels pretty low about this, but Triad Purple whispers something in his ear that makes him feel better. This whole Triad crushing on Superboy story element, uh, harkens back as far as the 60s when Triplicate Girl, let's try it in a previous life, held a torch to the Superboy who was Superman as a boy. Anyway, the Superboy also gets some encouragement from Saturn Girl, who tells him that uh, he seems like a guy who, when he screws up, uh, takes steps to fix it. Let's remember that uh, Superboy has owned up to this problem. He took steps to save Valor's life back in the 20th century, and, you know, this turned out to be just a way to punt the problem forward by about a thousand years, but unlike Superboys in the past, he's taken steps to make things right again, even if it took a bit of a kick in the pants by the Legion. When Superboy presents the missing part to Brainiac, Brainiac shows off his new toy, a force field generated by his Legion belt. Cosmic Boy gives him a hard time for working on new projects while Excess is still missing in the time stream, and they have this big mob outside, but Superboy apologizes for blabbing about Valor, and 
Brainy reveals that he hasn't been totally wasting his time. He's got a plan to release Valor outside of the spotlight. And basically, they do a bait and switch. They make a big show out of setting up a portal outside Legion HQ for all to see. And at the press of a button, Brainy activates the portal. And it promptly snaps, crackles, and pops, and then it disintegrates. The Legionnaires present there, and the dignitaries, including President Chu and Winamawazo, withstand a brief moment of chants, boos, hisses, and hurled objects, but uh, the crowd eventually dissipates. There's nothing to see here. Later in the desert, Brainiac and Superboy are present for the real Stasis Zone gate. Apparently, Brainy had rigged the gate to open on a delay, a delay in time and space. And with a fash, Valor emerges from the zone, now in agonizing pain as the lead poisoning takes hold. But they're ready. Superboy has a red sun projector, which will make Valor's skin susceptible to Brainy's lead antidote hypodermic. Sweating, teary-eyed. Valor grabs Superboy's arm in gratitude. Back in Legion HQ, in Valor's temporary quarters, Triad is uh, waiting on the hero hand and foot, making him very uncomfortable. Cosmic Boy enters and mentions, considering his reputation, that it may be in everyone's best interest to lay low for a time till everyone can uh, decide how best to proceed. Valor is a little shocked by this and a little angry, saying he's been lying low for a thousand years. And surprisingly, he lashes out at Triad, saying you know, this this new life for him, or lack thereof, is it's all due to people like her. He says they can't let me be what I am. You You have to twist my life to fit your own beliefs, just to add meaning to your pitiful lives. Maybe a bit harsh, but there's also some truth to that. Kaz and a teary-eyed triad leave Valor to another period of solitude in his room. And Valor's also refused to say goodbye to Superboy, who's now to be sent home with Brainiac, who's also off to find the missing excess. Seems maybe Brainy has learned a little something from Superboy about taking responsibility for your actions at wasn't long ago that he had kind of written excess off, not being too concerned about her whereabouts, but now, like Superboy, fulfilling his promise to help release Valor, Brainy's uh, stepping up. Before they leave, though, Superboy gets a couple of parting gifts. One, a uh, still pretty despondent triad, plants a big smooch square on his lips. And two, Cosmic Boy tosses him a little jewelry box in which he finds a flight ring. Though as he and Brainy fade out into the time stream, Superboy is told that this invitation to the Legion is strictly on an honorary basis. And at the bottom of the page, we're told, Next, Kronos. As in the Adams old villain that's part of the Underworld Unleashed crossover. And we will be checking that out next episode. So as far as these issues, it uh, was very cool, again, to see the Legion interact with a Superboy. 
uh, Connell's appearances with this team won't be quite as pervasive or prolific as Kal-El's were with the Legion in the 60s and 70s. In fact, we just see him a handful of times in Legion action before a uh, short full-time membership toward the toward the end of this era. I also enjoyed the antagonistic relationship between Superboy and Brainiac 5. Uh, this would not be the last of this kind of relationship for Brainy. I think I've said this before, but uh, Brainy's my favorite Legionnaire, specifically this version. Uh, and I think the arrogant, sarcastic uh, personality traits that he's sort of inherited from the character Vril Dox of Legion, L-E-G-I-O-N, uh, really suits this Brainy. And it uh, will lead to some, some really nice character moments throughout this series. It's really fun to rifle through the scavenger's stash. Uh, how he accumulated all this stuff and how he ended up on the planet core uh, doesn't really matter. Uh, I love stories set in the future that have these little Easter egg hunts. There's another one further on down the road in this Legion run where Cosmic Boy visits a, a robot museum and it's a blast to uh, pick out all the robots from DC history. Uh, we'll get to that one in a, in a in a few years or so. <laughs> uh, Superboy finding his own wallet in this issue was a pretty cool moment. Uh, too bad he didn't get to look inside. Um, as I said, I'll put up some images from these issues at imthegun.blogspot.com, so look for those there. I want to thank a few uh, tweeters for liking or retweeting about the last episode of Reboot Review. Uh, Tom Cherry at Cherry Flavored. Todd Ramsey, you can find it at MarvelBoy74, uh, Johnny DC, Darren and Ruth Sutherland, and uh, TV Spinster, you can find it at TV Bachelor. Thank you uh, to those fine folks. Uh, in addition to the images, I'll have some uh, contact info up on the blog if you have anything to add about Superboy, the Legion, or future Easter egg hunts. Uh, I want to know. Let me know. Uh, I want to thank you for listening. And until next time, LOL. Live on Legion.